Hey, 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 it's Emily here. I I just had a flashback. That was totally my voicemail back in the day. Hey, 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 Emily. And now my voicemail is like, hey, please don't leave a voicemail. I won't check it. Just text me. End story. <laughs> There's this funny meme about, um, what does it say? It says, I apologize for the text that I didn't, didn't send, but said in my head. Oh, hi, Gryffindor. Gryffindor saying hi to the microphone. Um, <laughs> uh, so true. Wor- world's worst texter. Um, okay, what are we doing today? I am so excited because I am talking today in this podcast with John Jennis, one of my favorite people in the world. He's taught me so much about everything with nutritional therapy I am actually doing tonight a live Nutritional Therapy Association Facebook chat all about the program that I went through, through NTA, why I decided to go to it, what I learned, what I didn't expect to learn, and then still learned. And this podcast is like a perfect intro to that because you guys are going to learn so much. Dr. Missy, who is a um, PT in Denver, is someone that I work with, and we actually talk a lot about this in our seminar that we do at different gyms, because how many times do CrossFitters, sorry if you're not a CrossFitter and this is gross, how many times do CrossFitters pee on the floor, or how many times do they have hip issues, how many times do athletes have a hard time activating their glutes, maybe not even an athlete, maybe just somebody that's getting started to working out and their hip flexors are tight. They're having a hard time firing their glutes. Therefore, they're getting injured. How crazy is it that I'm about to tell you your hip structure is 100% related to your stress in your adrenals. So we're going to talk all about that with John. John is awesome. John is the one who taught me at NTA and then continued to teach me more things, the muscle testing, applied kinesiology, a system that he has mastered and I just love it. It's changed my practice. I'm really, really stoked to have him just in my life and producing the things that he's doing. So please check out all his info in the bio or in the description of the podcast. There's been a lot going on. So I actually filmed this in Portland or Vancouver technically, so I was there, and then I went from Portland, Vancouver to um, L- L.A., and I got to see amazing people, so I've got, gotten to see Diane Sanfilippo, I got to see Mark Sisson, and I got to see John Durant and Paleo Chef Mary, just so many amazing people in the community, and got me really excited about the things to come. I'm going to go see them all at Paleo FX, of course, but it was fun to see them in L.A., and work on some projects there. And then I got to go to St. Louis to see my mom and of course my dad. Hi, mom and dad, (laughs) if you're listening. And I got to do a thyroid, mastering the thyroid conference, which was great. It was from Apex Seminars and I'm just really trying to learn as much as I can um, because that's, that's the only way you grow, right? Is if you learn. There's so many good things going on, but holy cow, I've been busy. So uh, trying to prioritize trying to like you know stay on track I'm I apologize that this should be episode three but I'm a crazy person and the audio was totally crap on episode two and I'm a perfectionist I had no idea I was a perfectionist I'm gonna tell you that right now my mind works in ways that you never would guess that I was a perfectionist but when it comes to my business and it comes to the products I make I am 
So anyway, long story short, this is going to be a great Be Nerdy podcast. If you want more info, I am going to talk a lot about this in my 21 Day MFit Challenge that starts April 3rd, powered by Reebok. It's going to be wonderful. And as always, so grateful for my sponsors. Please go check out this sponsor for my Be Nerdy Pure Pharma. They're incredible because they have fish oil, vitamin D, and magnesium. The three things that everyone should have. Almost all of us are deficient in them, and you can take them anytime. Not anytime. Well, I think you should take the D in the morning and the fish oil with a meal, magnesium at night. But you can take them with you wherever you go because it comes in really portable packets, and they're wonderful when you travel. So thank you, Pure Pharma, for sponsoring me and supporting me. Go check them out, guys. PurePharma.com. Enjoy this podcast. It's it's nerdy, so it's definitely going to be a little different than our last, but I hope you enjoy. <laughs> MFIT Radio. Welcome back to MFIT Radio. I have one of my favorite people in the world to be on my Be Nerdy podcast, which is my favorite podcast to film because you guys all know how nerdy I am. John, I'm so honored that we are able to do this in person. This is fun. This is great. It's always when we see each other, it always feels like, oh, again, I this know. is good. So John was my it's... instructor at NTA when I was in Salt Lake City. You are on the board of advisors for NTA. Mm -hmm. So Nutritional Therapy Association is the nutrition program that I went through. How did you get involved with NTA? Um, I got involved because I, I actually met the founder um, several years before, and he had a way of assessing the body through um, touching points in the body that would help a person know their nutritional status and know what's happening inside their body. So one of the hard things is that it's hard to know, so if you've got a problem, where it's happening. And so through touch, you can get some good ideas. Um, so he had this system, um, and I took this training from him. It was just three or four days long, and it rocked my world. I had been a structural body worker, a rolfer, um, and I'd been doing this work, and I discovered that a lot of times when I'd work with people, uh, they would sometimes come back in the same structure after I'd done this great body work on them. And um, I had been told by this man that leg length, the length of our legs, when there's a discrepancy, when one leg's short, can be affected by stress or affected by the adrenal system. And as a person who worked with structure and um, sort of the performance of the body, I, it, it confused me. I'd never really heard this before, that something, an organ of the body, could actually change the structure of the body to change leg length. So I had to know about it, and I started taking these classes, um, and so I became really good at this assessment. And so when Gray started talking about, Gray Graham, started talking about creating a new company where he would teach people to be nutritional therapists, as you become, um, he first went to me, um, because he said, you're doing this. And so he started watching my practice, and from that, we had, um, and Nutritional Therapy Association was born. And so now it's what, 15 years old. Um, we have 4,000 graduates. And like today at the convention that we're at, we have 800 people. Yeah. So it's really kind of. 
It's so cool. I accidentally found NTA. Did I ever tell you that? No. So I was um, sitting in my living room and just like, oh, God, what am I going to do? I need I need a nutrition program. And I just Googled it and I found NTA and I signed up that night. And I was like, mm-hmm. let's just do it. And then yes. I went to, I picked Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. you ended up being my instructor throughout yes. that year. And I, I have told you this before, but I really think... Um, you were such a pivotal piece of my practice because of what you continued to teach me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tell a little bit about the, you know, you get into muscle testing and a lot of people feel like it's not validated or they've mm-hmm. had bad experiences with yep. muscle testing. But the process you've taught me of tying it into the NTA program really, I mean, especially like you said with athletes, when they can feel a strong muscle or a, a not as, I guess you don't like, if it's a weak muscle mm-hmm. or yeah. a not a powerful muscle, turn strong mm-hmm. just based on a certain supplement next to right. their body. Mm-hmm. That experience is incredible. And yes. I am just like mind blown every time I work with clients when I can do that. It's like, it, it's my favorite part of all the work that I do being one-on-one with that. So tell me how you got into that right. side of things. Let me first say, um, before I speak about muscle testing, it's like, you reminded me that you remember the night you decided to do it and um everybody's ever gone through the nutritional therapy association seems to remember the moment they decided it's like a milestone in their life it's it's quite remarkable that way isn't it yeah it's it's because it's a life-changing experience it is i didn't know what to expect like i didn't yeah. i thought i'd like you know just get some credentials and yeah. then when i realized i didn't even know just so you know i didn't even know there's palpations right. and right. it was a functional evaluation and you started pushing on people yeah. and getting numbers on my gut and i was like why does this hurt so bad yes. <laughs> this yeah. is, what is wrong with me my my diet is so good why do i feel these the, this pain yeah. i'm saying nine to ten on everything that you're touching and yep. I thought I had the world's perfect diet so it was really mind-opening for me to realize like there's so much more as much as we love food and you can fix things with food there's a lot of times pieces missing in that story right one of the things that's um, that's missing in our culture um, is um, you know throughout the history of human beings um, healers would touch to assess they would discover what's happening to that person who's in stress, who has an issue, um, whose health has gone astray, they would use touch. And it's only been very recently that diagnostic tests precluded touch. In medical schools now, they hardly teach doctors use stethoscopes even. And there's no touch. When I was, uh, I'm 61 now, and when I was um, a child, the doctor would thoroughly palpate us. It's lost. Um, so this this tradition of the physical exam, so when you talk about the functional evaluation, it's us touching, uh, palpating the small intestine, it's touching different points in the body that reflect what's happening in organs. Um, it's, it, it's, it's exceptional um, because it's not done anymore, but it's, it's, it's historically the way it's always been done. Yeah. And so we're coming back to a long tradition of healing. Um, so I would say that, that what I was inspired by and excited by was this idea of that you could ask a body what's going on. So if a person has an issue, let's say something really simple, for instance, a person's chronically constipated, there can be a hundred reasons why that's happening. Um, all the person knows is they're not having this, this flow. Um, but the practitioner knows that maybe um, he's got the report, knows what the person's eating, but the practitioner at that point still doesn't know what's going on. 
the one the one person that does know it's the person's body the body actually knows why it's constipated it knows it it knows the reason it knows why it got cancer it knows why it has migraines it knows why it has inflamed joints it knows why it's autoimmune how it started the body always has that information um, but the conscious mind doesn't so these techniques that we're talking about are are like essentially asking the body for those answers yeah and so there's ways to, in terms of palpation and there's also muscle testing and so muscle testing has been around since the 60s and it began quite amazingly by this doctor who discovered that a muscle would a muscle specific muscles in the body would be weak when a certain organ was in stress now so that might be hard to hear and understand so let's say this um, if a person has a chronic constipation a person has large intestine issues it weakens the hamstrings it weakens the the quadris lumborum it weakens the muscle the tensor fasciae um, if a person has any kind of liver stress, it affects the pectoral muscles. Um, if, if a person has kidney stress, it affects the psoas muscles. Um, this is the big one. If a person has adrenal stress, it affects the piriformis, the gluteal medial, medial muscles, um, the um, adductors, and very importantly, the pelvic floor. Just imagine that. The pelvic floor, which we're always talking about you know, strengthening, is weakened when we're in stress. And this is so fascinating because when I, and this is why CrossFitters, honestly, for just to bring it back to audiences, that what that means to you guys when you are lifting and you pee on the floor or when you're in a high-stress workout, that incontinence is so huge in the CrossFit community. Okay. And they they kind of like glamorize it, not glamorize it, but like okay. I push myself so hard, yeah. I pee. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like this is such an easy way for people to see like that adrenal stress happening or that, yep. that hip shift when they squat you can see it in their squat absolutely that turn or yeah, because the leg length has changed yes leg length has changed and then their glutes won't activate so even though they're doing all the bird dogs and glute bridges they cannot get their glutes to fire right, right. when they're actually in the movement and yep. so i this was what changed my life right for sure yep well you know let's talk about that for a second so why does a person become incontinent when they're working out it's because um there's you know, there's these the systems in our body that are run automatically. Um, they're involuntary. So blood pressure, heart rate, digestion, um, all the, the kidney, urinary stuff. This is, our brain's not saying do this. It simply knows to do it. Um, so that's called the autonomic nervous system. And this nervous system, it'd be great if you had a chart you could offer at the end. So I think, I think if you want to know something about yourself, you want to know about the autonomic nervous system and it's yeah. fairly easy to learn there's two branches and one one speeds the system up and one slows it down um, one speeds the heart rate up one slows the heart rate on one increases digestion one slows digestion and there's two branches one's called parasympathetic um, and that's controlled by the vagal nerve and then the other is called sympathetic so the sympathetic is the one you're using in crossfit it's the one the sympathetic system it's called fight or flight now, it's a bad name, but they've always called it that. The better name would be the mobilization branch. So that part of the nervous system says, move your body. And so when you're moving your body, needing to move your body, you employ the, the sympathetic nervous system. It increases your heart rate. Um, it slows down digestion. It's taking all the energy you have and moving it to your muscles. So it says, 
digestion turn off. Um, it says to the immune system turn off. It says all these systems have turn off so I can mobilize and move my body. And it's an important system. It's a survival mechanism. It's also one where we do a lot of effort. So one of the things to get is that also it tells the bladder to constrict. Um, crazily enough, um, it also tells the intestines to slow down. So a person who's in that state a lot, it's called the sympathetic <laughs> system, tends to be unfortunately constipated and incontinent urinarily. So it's yeah. kind of crazy. So that when, if you're actually doing that, it probably means now that you're, that, that you're not, um, you're probably exceeded your rate. You've pushed yourself a little past where you should go. Yeah. Because what happens is when you're in a highly sympathetic state, you are actually catabolizing yourself excessively. Um, so it's knowing, it, and it's, it's actually okay to go into that state um, um, for spurts, but you don't want to maintain it too long. So yeah. that's the question is how long can you maintain it? But if you start having symptoms where you start, start feeling nauseous or dizzy or at all incontinent, then you've said, okay, now the brain is blitzed. Yeah, because talk about the percentage of parasympathetic sympathetic. It's really amazing. So we're actually in, in life supposed to be in a parasympathetic state 80% of the time. So when you look at this chart, which everybody should take who's listening to this, you have to do this. It's kind of amazing. So the parasympathetic, it's called the rest and digest, but also the parasympathetic state is where we digest. It's where we, our immune system, the immune system's fighting bacteria, virus, parasites, fungus, cancer. Um, it's also, this is where CrossFitters have to know this, it's also where we re regenerate. Mm. So if you don't, bring yourself into parasympathetic. So optimally what you do is you work really hard, like do the CrossFit training, and then right after that, if you could, like you have to cool down, but try to have a period of time soon after that where you actually don't move a muscle in your body. Um, in yoga, we call it Shavasana. And everybody probably knows about that too. And it's really one of the most intelligent things we've ever, ever was created for any kind of exercise regimen because when you do that, it allows the tissues and the nervous system to relax and come back to a regenerating state. Should I do that right after a CrossFit? Well, you have to have your heart rate slow down. Okay. Um, enough. But so, so you not. have to, it would be better to do CrossFit, do some stretching, and then do some Shavasana. I mean, it would be, CrossFit would be, I think, um, amplified. The benefits would be amplified if there was some kind of Shavasana, which is where you lie down on your back, eyes closed, and you become a corpse. What I found at the conference, um, that biomat, just like, something to because I just have my they know this I'm really bad at yoga I'm really bad at being still yes it's really hard for me um and I know it's something I have to work on if I plan on being a lasting <laughs> yes <laughs> if I plan on surviving this world so this biomat like it's a the infrared mat and I just felt like when I sat on it, it everything was grounded and so I'm hoping that I'm you know I don't mean to cheat the system <laughs> no no and actually no no actually so let me. This is this is really um, one of the most exciting developments in science in the last 20, 30 years. Is the science of it's called neuroplasticity. Um, neuro means brain cells, brain pathways, and plasticity means changeable. It means plastic, um, a new shape. So the brain's able to make new shapes. As you know, everybody has learned 
um, new exercises, new sports, new dance, and you can feel yourself suddenly learn those, or even like learning to drive a car, builds these pathways. Um, the body actually constructs new pathways. It's a physical shape, so the brain actually isn't like a container you pour stuff into. It actually it changes shape, so it actually literally gets bigger as you learn new things. So the brain starts to build this plasticity, and so when you lie on a biomat, um, or we're going to discuss the essential oils that I've created. Mm -hmm. If you sit down before a meal and before you eat, you make sure you're breathing fully. Um, you relax your eyes. You think about the food, where it came from. You bring yourself down into a relaxed state. Um, that builds pathways. And every time you do it, you're more likely to go down that pathway again. So the more times you, if you, if you laid on the biomat every day, it would teach your body, like, Oh, this is the level of relaxation. So one of the great things about our modern culture is we do have this technology that can do these things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think most cultures or history of the world would do it through spiritual practices. Yeah. But they'd also live in nature. And nature almost immediately infuses you with those possibilities. And I think that part of the issue is that is that we're in a constant buzz from our EMFs, our phones, and um, our computers, and our foods, and or traffic and we're inside way too much way too much yeah for sure and then when we're outside unfortunately especially if you live in an urban environment we're, we're breathing stunning toxicity and we're also getting zapped by all the rays so it's yeah. very difficult but we all know when we get into nature something happens to us we all know that even though lying on the ground sucks in terms of its hardness it's like completely something is so remarkably healing about it because yeah. we're getting all this this field of energy from the earth so true. So talk, I kind of want to shift gears because this is something I love talking to you about because you also, you're a martial artist for many years um, and you know I've had a lot of concussions in my life, freak accidents or whatever it might be. Um, and how does that play into this sympathetic response that I tend to get stuck in? We want to talk about Emily? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Well, I know Let's so get, many people okay, that I, have, oh, right? Completely. <laughs> we can. We can put me on the spot. Okay. Well, uh, she said, I know you do martial arts because she knows I've been knocked out a couple times. And I've also been... So one of the ways Emily and I meet is through our concussions. <laughs> and so it's the, for those of you who've, who've been brain injured, um, when we're injured, part of the brain stops working as fast. Um, it's it's hypopolarized, this expression. Um, we have brain cell injury and death actually and so the brain is injured and so one of the things that happens is two things one is the brain slows down and when the brain slows down it's kind of a confusing thing for the brain so the brain's always watching itself it's that talented and so it says it's too slow and so it says i better adrenalize myself so a person who's brain injured tends to be adrenalized all the time stimulated because they have to stimulate themselves to think faster so when we have a brain injury, it inflames the brain and it slows down the neural connections. Um, and so one of the things that happens is then we say, I better speed up the brain by being in stress, by adrenalizing myself. And that becomes that neuroplasticity, that pathway. And now you're in a loop. Yeah. Because the more you're in that loop, the more your brain becomes inflamed. And the more the brain becomes inflamed, the more stimulated you become. And the more stimulated you become, the slower your brain becomes. So it becomes like this crazy cycle. So concussions, um, the, the really good news 
is that with this neuroplasticity, the brain can grow new fibers. So we're at a conference and I've been uh, muscle testing. Um, it's quite a record for me. In, 100, uh, in a, three days, I've muscle tested 100 people and palpated them and assessed them. Um, I have a booth. Um, I'm selling this a new line of essential oils for brain health called, and the company's called Mio, M-E-O, Energetics. Um, and so I'm, I'm introducing these people and I'm testing people. And I, yesterday I had this, this uh, remarkable woman, actually. She's from Aspen, Colorado. Um, and she um, had a head injury in a water skiing accident and she uh, destroyed her left cerebellum. Cerebellum's in the back of the brain. And cerebellum controls all of our fine motor movements. So that think about handwriting. Think about just even holding your hand still. Think about balance. Balance is more about the cerebellum. So her left cerebellum was destroyed. And through the process of neuroplasticity, which means she kept working to stimulate her left cerebellum, she's almost completely healed. Now, I've studied functional neurology for years, and I got my degree in it, and so I am able to assess the brain, and she, her left cerebellum was really strong. So she had a complete brain injury there, and she was able to rebuild new pathways. So the old ones are gone but she's able to build new ones. And so that's the hope. Now, what I want to say to Emily, and I want to say to myself, because we both have the same problem. We are, remember I was talking about sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic's the doing, mobilized state. Well, Emily and I have a bad case of it. We're always moving, we're always doing stuff. And so the problem with that is if you have any kind of brain injury, any kind of, any issue like with ADD, which is a slow brain, slow prefrontal cortex, um, any kind of cognitive learning issue, uh, one of the things that happens is if it stresses you, you can't regenerate new fibers. You can't generate new fibers. It stops neuroplasticity. And you might notice, uh, like, one of the things that happens when people are in a, this, this doing state, the type A state, at some point it gets harder for them to learn. As time goes on, it, it's, we're more challenged to learn. Learning happens in this parasympathetic state. It's the place where we learn more. So um, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. If you want to know whether you're in a sympathetic or a parasympathetic state, so in a sympathetic state, uh, we tend to be um, wanting to always move our body. Um, when we're having conversations, we're always thinking about what we're going to say rather than just listening. Um, we can't really look at a person. The perspective of the eyes is like looking through a toilet paper roll. It's always going from A to B. Um, I like to say um, people in a sympathetic state are human doings. Um, now, the parasympathetic state is connected to our gut. It's where we get our instinct from. It's where we get information from our body. It lets us know how we're feeling. Um, and so that state is um, the human being. It's knowing how we are at that moment. So that's what we forfeit when we become um, being productive junkies. We're always doing stuff. So right now I have uh, two companies. I'm teaching two trains for NTA, and I have my, my muscle testing system called Interactive Healing Systems, which you took and excelled at so it's incredible yeah so it's really i just i just want um if there's one thing you get from this it's like looking at the the autonomic nervous system these automatic functions and seeing these two branches and so one of the things about my new uh, company yeah i can't wait i want to hear about these yeah. the, the oils I yes hope. my new company is um one of the um challenges as a nutritional therapist is is to get per, a person to go into the branch that helps digest digest food so it's not what we eat it's how we eat and if we're eating when we're busy we're eating 
um, looking at our um, cell phones, we're looking at our laptop reading about the new president. Um, one of the things that always happens is that we, we go into this fear state and we go into a sympathetic state. We get into a stimulated, mobilized state. And that takes us out of the part of the, the nervous system that tells digestion, turn on. So to simplify it, I like to say when stress is on, digestion is off. Um, so if you're in stress, you need to bring yourself down. You need to breathe. Hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll go online and read about um, from our website, Mio Energetics. I think you'll post this for me. Uh-huh. You'll see an oil that's called vagal tone. Now, vagal tone is a physiologic expression. It means a person's able to use their vagal nerve. So can I just talk about the vagal nerve for a second? Please do. Yeah. It comes from the base of the brain, this nerve. And it goes down the sides of the neck and it attaches to all of our organs. And it says, stomach make hydrochloric acid to digest food. It tells the pancreas to make enzymes. It tells the liver to make bile, which helps break down fats. It tells the liver to take our toxins and detoxify them. It tells our intestines, this is very important, to move our stool along. It tells the stomach to mix the acid in the food. So that all happens only when the vagal nerve sends a signal to all these organs. Yeah. So if you eat the best meal, you eat grass-fed beef, organic vegetables, free-range eggs, um, you eat just absolutely the highest quality of food and you've cooked it well consciously, you've sourced it the best places, and you sit down and eat it, and you are stressing yourself with ways that you've been thinking about everything, you're not appreciating that all this food lived and died for you to eat it, and you don't feel the gratitude of this food, then for this food, um, then what's going to happen is you're going to eat the food and it's going to sit in you, and it starts to um, change. The food doesn't get digested; it actually becomes a stress. This great food putrefies and ferments and rancidifies and causes gut really long-term gut issues for yes. people. Yeah, and so in a crazy way, these great foods mm-hmm. start damaging your gut. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And so it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, the, the truth is, is that like one of the things I, that Emily and I do is we, and this is one of the most amazing tests for health, is you line a massage table and we come to you and we ask you if it's all right if we palpate your gut. And the touch is very gentle, but we're feeling if there's inflammation in the gut. And if, it, if, if you feel it um, and it feels tender, that indicates it's inflamed. But what we're feeling is whether it's pushing back at us. Yeah. whether it's hard mm-hmm. and if it's hard it's inflamed and it's not working and so now you're getting maybe 25 percent of the nutrition that the food could offer you you're going you're getting you're you're going to have something called leaky gut which now starts creating food allergies mm-hmm. um so it becomes really a challenge um but it all starts in the brain and so this this oil vagal tone you put it on the top of the neck near the head you breathe and the exhalation is what's important you breathe a little bit longer on the exhalation than the inhalation four in six out Um, if you practice yoga one of the most phenomenal ways of going to a vagal state is the ujjayi breath Um, chanting om singing playing a wind instrument or just taking a breath in with your nose and then with your mouth pursed um, breathe out really slowly it smells amazing. I'm the oil? That. Yeah, I'm really impressed with it. You know, the incredible thing is 
is it smelling the oil doesn't trigger the, the response. It's actually it's putting it on specific parts of your brain. And so it's a different use of essential oils than, than has been used before. So these essential oils are phenomenally powerful. Well, that's what I think people think with essential oils is like, you know, I don't really, either one, it's placebo, or two, it just smells good. So I think it's so cool to look at nature as like, world's like oldest pharmacy and realizing how powerful essential oils are and how impactful they can be not just because they smell good but because of what they do to the body right well um, like one five milliliter bottle is um, of lavender is uh, 200 square feet of plants wow so one thing i want to say and this is really important for our company um, is that we're not saying never ingest the oils um, diffusing the oils might be a nice thing to do for the house, but it's an excessive use of these oils. So these are living plants, and so it takes a lot. Now, on the other hand, it's 200 plants worth of energy. Yeah. And so in our oils, we, we ask you to use, um, you touch, you really touch the top of the bottle. We try to have you apply the smallest amount of oil. A, a drop would be excessive. So we would want you to be doing a, a tenth of a drop. You would never even turn the bottle over. You just touch the top of the bottle and apply it to specific parts of your head. It's, it's a bad product strategy in terms of everybody you know, using up the product. It's going to last forever. But, but we are so completely, um, it's, um, we just, we want to be sustainable with this really important process. Also, we are very fortunate. Um, we have the person making our oils. He's never done this for us. He, he buys all oils all over the world, but he's never produced oils for anybody else. His name is Jim Harrison. He teaches at Bastyr University, um, Naturopathic College, and he teaches all over the world about essential oils. Um, and he um, has been so impressed, he said, I'm, I'm going to make your oils with you, but um, they're all going to be twice as expensive as any other oils because he buys from small batch farmers, um, and he's like a connoisseur of these oils. And so that's the level of oils we're doing because we, we to actually affect the brain, we needed the very highest quality of oils. I love that. You get, When we did testing on my brain, there's some oils that were really powerful, and you had combined them in that brain in your brain um, oil blend. Yes, and it's actually inspired me. I start I started taking classes at a clinical herbalism school in Boulder. Nice, fantastic. Because of flower essences and because of oils. Yes, I was I was a non-believer because I thought it was placebo, and I mm-hmm. was converted very quickly. Yes. well, you know, it's unfortunately a lot of people think that because the essential oil world is um, a non-researched world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I'm not, I, I, I love science, but also if science says something doesn't exist, like energy, I don't believe it. Yeah. Like, but I have to say that um, with, with a lot of essential oil um, rules and, and qualities are, are traditional lore. And some of them are right and some are wrong. Um, and so essential oils are now being studied on a scientific level and researched, and um, it's, it's become more and more sophisticated. But a lot of the oils, um, especially these big companies now, what they're doing is, um, now they've got bottom lines, they have to have quarterly earnings. Um, one of the um, major um, essential oil companies, who I'm not going to ma- mention, it's an LML group, they're actually trying to monopolize one of our oils and one of our ingredients was um, Cape Chamomile. Um, and now they've monopolized the world supply of it. They're wow. actually not letting other people use it unless you buy it from um, one of the two That's companies. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's become it's become like you see in all the different companies. So, mm-hmm. but just there are still um, the man who's making the oils for us is Jim Harrison, 
uh, Phytotherapy Institute and his oils. If you're buying single oils, um, I just feel like the quality of his oils are, you just want to, you just want to bow down to them. They're just like <laughs> the, the, when oil is great, it's like, a, like the finest bottle of wine. Yeah. It's just remarkable. Tell me about the brain oil, because I really love it. Um, the, the inflammation oil? Yeah. Um, I, I want... I just want the world to know this. It's it's actually it was a surprise to me. I um, because Emily and I both have concussions, and I actually um, in my practice I, I work with a lot of brain issues. Um, one of the things that happens is it's very apparent that the brain becomes inflamed um, when we're toxic, um, when we we work out excessively, um, when we eat sugar, any kind of sugar, even fruit sugars can do this. Um, when we are have infections. And when we're stressed, when we don't sleep, when the brain becomes inflamed, and this is really amazing, a primary cause of depression, this is by Datis Karazian, is an inflamed brain. A primary cause of cognitive challenges where your brain isn't firing as fast, you, you lost the word, you don't know why you walked into a room, you can't organize something, you suddenly realize I'm not learning as fast as I should, is neuro brain inflammation. Mm-hmm. So. It's been an issue for me. Um, so I, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, um, necessarily, necessity is the mother of invention, is one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. So for me, my brain is sort of my currency in life. <laughs> it's, it's how I'm getting by. Um, and so, and I'm 61, so I really want it to work for as long as it can, um, till the end. Um, so I, I realize inflammation continues to sometimes be an issue for me um, because of my concussions, and some other issues and so I created an essential oil which you put just a small amount of oil and you rub into your fingers and then you rub it through your scalp and it's almost no oil at all if you would never see oil in your hair but it creates an, um, an anti-inflammatory effect that supports the there's all these systems in the body that anti-inflame the brain and it supports those systems and so I was thinking on just a cognitive level just in terms of thinking I mean so what I discovered was that it very importantly also um, increases the connection from the brain to muscles. Mm. So increases the neuromuscular pattern. So this is this is a this might seem like a ridiculous claim, but when you use this oil, it wires up the brain with the muscles. So muscles only as strong as a signal from the brain. So I should say it again: the muscle is only strong as a signal from the brain, especially if you have an injury of any kind. The signal to that site becomes diminished. That's a great point, yeah. So this this product called Brain Deflame, anti-inflames, creates a, supports the anti-inflammatory pathway in the brain, increasing the signal from the brain to muscles. And I would say that it strengthens you, uh, increases your strength by 20%. Can you feel that on the muscle testing? Yes, oh. it's, I'll, I'll do that for you later. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's um, it's almost shocking. That's so awesome. Yeah, it feels like a party trick almost. Um, <laughs> and I mean, when you get get it, um, do push-ups before and after. Oh, do something to yeah. test yourself. Um, use it for your CrossFit, your workout. Use it for yoga. Use it for your hike. I love that. Well, so for me, like, you know, I've been through a lot of health issues and whatever it might be. And I love supplementation because it is it works. But I do think it can be easily a Band-Aid. So, like, let's get to the root cause. And I think it always comes back to the brain. So yeah. it's really awesome that you're providing another tool for people because sometimes swallowing another pill, one, is annoying and 
two, it's not getting to the root. It's so I think it's really fascinating that you've been able to make these blends that are so powerful. Yes. Well, you've been to my office in Seattle. Yeah. So what does one wall look like? It's. <laughs> I thought I had a lot of supplements, and it, it's about a tenth of yours. It's thousands of supplements. <laughs> so I believe in supplementary support, but here's the problem: if you're if you're in a stress state, you have to use digestion to get the supplements into your system, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so even that is compromised. Yeah. Um, so that's a problem, and also um, it takes a lot. So I would say that nutrition. I mean, it, there's a foundation of all health is our diet. Um, and then supplements can, in a targeted way, support that. But, but as I said before, if your vagal system isn't toned enough, which means it's almost like, a, I use the word tone because it's almost like a muscle, but it's a nerve. But the more you use the nerve, the stronger it gets, just like a muscle. Yeah. So the more times you can relax yourself with your biomats, with your deep breathing, with the product we have, vagal tone, the stronger it becomes and stronger digestion becomes, and then that means you're gonna get more nutrients. And so one of the things you should you should really underline, everyone out there, is that, that essentially all structures of the body and all functions of the body are made from nutrients. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. So you can't get stronger, um, you can't function better without the right nutrients. Now, the caveat is, to get the nutrients in, you have to be in a relaxed state while you're eating. Mm. And that's what's challenging for us. Yeah. Because if we're in a stress state all the time, we can't get there. That's a great point. So it's a great tool to combine to to really fix some serious issues. Right. So I know you have to speak. You're speaking on what in a couple in a few? On gut health and, and strategies for gut health. Awesome. I can't wait to listen. Yes. I am gonna ask you questions that I ask all my be nerdy people. Okay. One, what is your favorite organ? Organ? <laughs> You're asking a man what his favorite organ is? I, I, I take the fifth on that. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Should, how should I rephrase that? <laughs> Besides the... Besides this, the, okay. yes. Besides the obvious. Uh, the center of the um, universe of, 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 the, of our organs is the small intestine, where we receive this, the small intestines, which is where we absorb the nutrients into our blood. And so I would vote the small intestine. The small intestine has this amazing tissue that sends out hormones to tell the liver and the gallbladder and the pancreas to contribute to digestion. Um, the small intestine mixes food with this muscular movement, like an accordion. And the small intestine then also decides what's food and not food. Okay. But the biggest deal is the small intestine is the primary home of our immune system. I mean. I don't know if everybody's thinking about their immune system, but it's make or break. The immune system is what protects us from bacteria, virus, fungus, parasites, cancer. I mean, it's the big deal. Uh, We can't have a good vital life if those bugs overtake us or cancer overtakes us. So the immune system is protecting us 24-7. And 70 to 80% of it's in the small intestine. So, I mean, who, I mean, okay. My second choice is the heart. But, but uh, no, wait a second. Is it a heart? No, wait a second. Forget the small intestine, wait a second, and second to the brain. So you asked me about an organ. We were talking about the brain the whole time. I know. I didn't but know see, what you were going to say. But you asked me, it threw me off, and you asked me about the organ. I didn't know what you were going to say, because you, I, I had a feeling you were going to say brain or small intestine. But I, it, I would say brain, 
heart, small intestine. This is why this podcast says be nerdy. Okay. Because we're arguing which, <laughs> which organ we love the most. That's good. Um, and, I, and yours? And mine, um, I am fascinated by the brain, but I do think I've had the most impact with my life by realizing the connection of my small intestine with my my depression and with my skin. Yep. So it's been the most impactful. So I, I do think small yep. intestine. Yeah. And you're the one who showed me that. So I'm so, I mean, really, I know I've told you this, no. but... I'm really grateful for you to yeah. be a teacher in my life. Um, okay, I have another question for you. Okay. What supplements do you take? And I know this probably differs day to day. Oh, boy. But if you... Yeah, tell me your supplement protocol. And it could be... Yeah. Well, it's it's lengthy. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's... Like, some people say, do I really have to take this because they feel sick? Um, taking a lot of supplements, for me, it's a matter of an advantage. Yeah. It's an edge. So one of the... I think the supplements that I'm most excited about is is collagen peptides by vital proteins it's kind of phenomenal um i take um how do you take it in your coffee or i don't drink coffee but um you're still off coffee yeah wow yeah except for today actually <laughs> i drink a decaf <laughs> um so, so i need to be ready for this um, um i'm taking um something called ubiquinol which is um an important thing that produces atp I'm taking something for that anti-inflames the brain called Neuroflam by Apex that. Energetics. I yes, take that as well. very good. Um, I'm taking um, right now. I'm I'm on a, a detoxification, and so I'm taking also um, probably I would say everyone needs to supplement with a nutrient called glutathione, and there's a product by Apex called um, OxyCell. Um, I'm also taking um, uh, right now. Of course, I'm taking a multiple by Innate. It's, and so on and on. On and on. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I yeah. love the world of supplements, even yes. though I know it can be. God, there's lots of bad in the in the industry of supplements, but when you know the good, yes, it can be really powerful. But but I would say that like for them to come to you, mm-hmm. uh, supplements become a hundred times more powerful when somebody can test them on you. So, like if you just read a magazine, and say take this nutrient. I did did say take good find everybody, but. That's uh, the one yes, that you would blanket like statement. Yes. Yeah. In the college, and I probably do too. Agreed. Um, but I would say that um, it, it's really, it's incredibly important um, for everybody to um, have somebody test you. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I've been able to show some videos for some people to see that, right. what you've taught me with the testing, and I think that that's key for people yes. to see that, yep. wow, what worked yes. for him might not yep. work for me. Yep. Um, your last question, what is your spirit animal? Um, it's a it's a mountain elk. A mountain elk. Yes. Why do An you elk. say mountain elk? That's a great animal. <laughs> no hesitation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have an affinity, but also um, they can stand on e- uneven surfaces, um, and they stand tall to see. That is so you. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yes. John, I'm just so grateful we got to fit this in this weekend. Yes, yeah, really great. Um, where can they? I know you have a lot going on, so tell them again where to find the oils, uh, where to find your teachings, mm-hmm. and then also just anything else, website, okay. email, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I would say that I'd want everybody to just visit um, Mio Energetics, meoenergetics.com. Mm-hmm. If you're a practitioner of any kind, look at my um, advanced clinical assessment class called Interactive Healing Systems, which will post both those things. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You've changed my life, John. Yes, well, you've remarkably taken my work and made it your own, and it's... <laughs> It means a lot to me. Thank you. Yay. Okay. See you guys next time. (laughs) MFIT Radio.